Hey everybody, this is Curtis Lane. You know that this week's episode is brought to you by Hinge. Hinge is the dating app that is designed to be deleted. What you have to do is download the app, find love, and then delete the app. It really is that simple. You may be trying other dating apps, but Hinge allows people to provide feedback on their dates in a way that will let you know maybe if there's a diamond in the rough. Don't take our word for it. Download it today and give it a try. I'm sure you'll find much success. Thank you and have a great day. She won't get married because she's never been in love. Andy's really hot. And don't get me wrong, you're cute too, but Andy is like cut from Marvel. He's gorgeous. He's like this beautiful face and this incredible body. And I genuinely don't care that he's kind of lame. For a lot of people, love isn't just a slogan. And if he hits you again, you tell me. I'd be forced to knock his teeth off. I don't think that would be such a good idea. He's big. I'm sorry. It's written into my character to do it, so I do it. What do you mean love? You mean a big lightning bolt to the heart where you can't eat and you can't work and you just run off and get married and make babies. Wait, wait, wait. Don't leave. Don't leave, please. I could use your help. Take this quarter. Go downtown and have a rat gnaw that thing off your face. Good day to you, madam. Have you been single for far too long? Are you out of touch with the dating game? Regardless of your plight, we're here to help. Put your hands together for the crew of the Nerds in Love podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Nerds in Love podcast. I'm your host, Curtis. With me, as always, is Dr. Stephanie Sarkis, PhD, who you can find over at stephaniesarkis.com. How are you today, Steph? I'm great. How are you? I'm great. How's the weather? It is hot. It is super hot. It's 87. I think it feels like 150. Ooh. Something. I think that's the heat index is 150 degrees. Okay. Yeah, it's... Maybe I'm exaggerating, but... We kind of do like what you guys do up north. It's like it's sometimes in the winter you kind of do more indoor stuff. We do that in the summer. Mm. Okay. So that makes sense. Yep. Um, yeah, no, it's just cloudy today. Mild, not too warm or cold. That's pretty much it. Like most of the time here, it's pretty much like that, which I'm okay with. Like it's decent enough weather you can go do things and you don't feel impeded, you know, rain, snow, heat, you know just kind of exists in this like middle ground of like uh eh, it it's always just like mild and, and so it's uh, kind of like hawaii i guess although i guess well wouldn't hawaii be pretty warm i don't know I, I, hawaii is like uh 72 degrees usually year round that sounds very hot to me because i'm on but it's nice because there's a breeze uh yeah but yeah uh not in hawaii unfortunately not going anywhere anywhere fast that's for sure with this covid thing but i will say that your province has one of the lowest rates of covid in the entire world yeah we do yeah we even opened up the movie theaters again wow yeah hopefully eventually we'll get to where you're at because i'm in florida one of the covid capitals of the world right now so yeah well i'm just the you know and even when people do something dumb we just openly mock them for it like they opened up the strip clubs mm-hmm. again, and then people went to the strip clubs and obviously got COVID because when you got people's butts in your face and whatnot, you're probably getting COVID. Yeah. Um, 
And so everyone was like, why would you dumbasses go to a strip club? Like, that's just stupid. <laughs> like, everyone knows it's a bad idea, except for, like, the four people who thought, oh, I'm okay going to a strip club. So they didn't have any restrictions? Like, they didn't say, no. like, no contact or anything? Wow, okay. Well, I mean, I guess if you're going to a strip club, you're kind of paying for contact, I suppose, but... That's true, yeah. Yeah, it was just kind of funny, because I'm like, well, like, you know... I'm not saying I get it, people want to do things, but, like, you would think, like, you would logically well, maybe, mm -hmm. you know, uh, this is something that can wait until maybe things soothe, soothe over a right. little bit more. But, uh, yeah. Uh, but the the lesson of the day is don't go to strip clubs with COVID right now. Right. It's just not, not a good idea. move. No. If it's drive-through or something. I think that was happening in some states. Drive-through. Yeah, drive-through strip stripping, clubs. yeah. Oh, yeah. So just drive by and just watch from your car and be like, woohoo. Yeah. yeah. Yep. <laughs> That's it. Yep. Yeah, I mean, seriously, that's what they were doing. Yep. That's funny. So. Well, this isn't the strip teasing podcast. Maybe one day it will be. I don't know. I mean, I'm feeling pretty I'm, sexy. I'm okay with it not being. I'm feeling pretty, feeling pretty sexy today. I could pull it off if we needed to. But you know what? We'll keep the dating advice. That's what people come here for. Yeah. And I'm kind of glad it's just audio. <laughs> True. This is not video yet. The one day it does go, the video, that's when... That's when things will get real, real uh, scandalous here on Nerds and Lovers. Nope. Just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. That would not. That would never happen. Maybe on your end. It would just be. It would just be very boring. It would just be, you know, my two cats just walking around and just being like, "Hey, what's this?" Drinking some tea. Right. <laughs> yeah, it would not be very exciting. Those Although your cats did go after spiders, so that that could draw some people in. You know? Yeah. Yeah. There, there was the slow death of a spider the other day. They were chasing after it, and then. The, the spider just stopped and then the one cat just went up and just kind of took it with its tongue and just ate it. And I was like, okay, well, there you go. You ate a spider. spider. Um, you yeah. can cross that off your pretty to-do list. Yeah. yeah. Uh, if you weren't aware already, this podcast is not a substitute for mental health. <laughs> I mean, the fact that we talk about strip clubs and cats eating spiders. I mean, I thought that was apparent enough, but you know what? Sometimes you've got to reinforce these things. Right. Uh, right. but, uh, we still try to help out as best we can. Like Jeff, who says, nerds, I'm a physically fit person. I'd love to take girls on hikes for dates. Is this a good idea? You think Jeff, I'm going to say a no on that Jeff for a number of reasons. I think anytime we go on a date where people are sweating, it's just not a very attractive look for somebody. Uh, secondly, you don't know the, the person of that or level of that person's physical fitness. They may get halfway through the hike and be basically exhausted and then you know what are you gonna do right also too you know depending on the hike you especially with COVID right now you may have to socially distance and you might not even have a chance to really talk to each other i, I just think there's better things to do i mean maybe as like a second or a third date but definitely not as a first what do you think steph so i said that too but for different reasons interestingly okay. or, or maybe not that interestingly <laughs> but i said that yeah you know, wait till a, a later date because of the safety issue yeah. uh that your date might not want to be on a trail where there's not a lot of people. Yeah. And yeah, as well as things that, I mean, hiking, if you're used to doing it, first of all, it has to be somebody that's already into hiking. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't do it as a first time hiking thing because no. you never know. You, I, I notice that people either really like hiking or they really don't like hiking. So, yeah. um, and you want to make sure that they know how to prepare for stuff. So you want to make sure you need to have enough water for two people Mm -hmm. and all that and make sure that they're wearing the right stuff so i would say that would be later on date and like 
like you said, yeah, I'd say like first date, do something a little different where it's a little less pressure. Mm-hmm. His hiking is, I would say, is pretty moderate to higher pressure. Yeah. Uh, but again, and also you don't want to be out in the middle of nowhere and your date's like, uh, I'm feeling kind of creepy about this. I want to go, you yeah. know, or you're creeping me out or whatever it is, because then you're kind of stuck. Uh, yeah. But if you if you do want to do this as a first date, and let's say you meet someone in a hiking enthusiast club, I would pick a trail that's pretty well run, uh, that you're going to run into people quite a bit, and that's pretty close to civilization. So, yeah. but again, you know, I, I understand your, and I think it's also a good screener too, because if you really like hiking, you want to make sure the other person likes hiking too. Yeah. Uh, but again, I would wait probably till a later date. So you can talk about your love of hiking on the first date and see how that goes. Mm-hmm. Also, I'm probably choose one that doesn't have a lot of elevation, right? Because elevation is really what kind of exhausts a lot of people on hikes. It's not mm-hmm. the actual height because usually if it's pretty flat, it's not too bad. It's when you all of a sudden have to, uh, you know, go up. Like even on this past weekend, I went on a hike that had insane elevation. Like it dipped down quite a bit, and then part of me was like, I know I'm gonna have to go back up. <laughs> it's not gonna be fun. A hundred percent, it wasn't. So uh, there's. Um, all trails, I think, is in the apps called. Right. It's a great way to sort of determine mm-hmm. whether uh, a certain trail has like levels of elevation and what it is like. Because yeah, you may find that there may be one that is has less elevation change than others. I would go with something like mm-hmm. that. At least to start. I mean, you can always challenge yourselves later. But if you are intending right. to do this, maybe just keep it simple at first. Right. Or if you go hiking where I live, everything's flat. But you have to yeah. look at temperature, too. I mean, there are people that are good with hiking when it's this hot out. And then mm-hmm. there are people that are like, no way. Mm-hmm. So you also want to check that, too. You know, what kind of hiking do they like doing? Do they like doing something where it's more mountainous and you actually have elevations, like regardless? Or do you want to do more, you know, just flat hiking? And and also here, you're hiking on sand a lot of times, too. So keep that mm-hmm. in mind. Yeah. Uh, so either way, you're getting into more probably, I would say, advanced hiking. Yeah. Uh, so it's not something you just want to pick up and do. Yeah. So. So is that is that Porhees or is that Feral? The Porhees. That's that's Porhees. Okay. Oh, Porhees. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the cat. Yeah. Yeah. No, he's uh, he's got separation anxiety. He. Uh, I couldn't remember because we were talking about this because I have Scamp who who barks in a high pitched bark because when he's codependent and you have Jason Porhees. Yeah. That cries. Yeah, he's a he's a crier. He, um, yeah, he. It, we were talking about this before the show, but like he's got major league separation anxiety. I got a cat thinking, well, cats will be easy to please. They take care of themselves. <laughs> you don't have to do anything. Nope. He instead he's like, where, where I think you? that Scamp and Jason Perry should form a support group. Yeah, they while we're it. on the podcast, they need it. Uh, yep. So you can talk about what what, her- what horrible pet owners we are for taking a half hour out. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't, like, the funny thing is it doesn't matter how long I'm gone for. Once I leave the house, that's it. I'm already, like, on mm-hmm. notice. Right. Yeah. Um, so anyways, Jeff, yeah, uh, the takeaway <laughs> is maybe wait a little bit before you do a hiking date. You know what? The, the world will wait for you to go on a hike. Yep. So, do you want to read Bradley's email? Sure. Bradley says, I'm dating this girl for three weeks. She mentioned something that I saw on Amazon. Would it be okay if I bought it for her as a gift? So I have predicted how each of us are going to answer this. And so far we're, we're one for, yeah, we're one for one. So on this, I would say, 
it depends on what kind of three weeks are we talking about? Are we talking about three weeks where you had guys have decided that you match up so well that this might be long-term is this three weeks where you're still seeing other people. So that's part of it. Uh, I would think anytime that someone gives you a gift, especially an unexpected gift, that it is a really nice gesture. I would also look at how much the gift costs. Is it going to cause any kind of feeling of, I guess, I'm thinking inequity maybe might not be the right word, but is it a gift or someone's going to feel like indebted to you? Uh, yeah. And so I would say if it's a small something, I would think that's really nice. You're thinking of the person. If it's something where it's based on, you know, your income, that it's, you're investing quite a bit into it, which can happen. I would be cautious about doing it after three weeks. I don't, what do you think? Yeah. I guess for me, the big thing is how much does it cost? If it's like a $200 item, if you buy that for somebody and give it to them, they may feel a level of expectation that they have to get you a gift or reciprocate in other ways. Um, I think if it was like maybe under $40, I would say, sure, go for it. Um, I don't think we, I think whenever we get gifts for people, it does set a level of expectation, whether we'd like to believe so or not. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I think ensuring that you're keeping things on an even keel by not tipping the scales one way or another by getting this very extravagant gift will just help mm -hmm. keep things relatively healthy and maintained. I think right. with, if you get somebody like a $200 gift, all of a sudden they're going to think, well, you know, is this like, do I have to get him something too? Like what, you know, like mm -hmm. it just it probably causes more issues than not. Um, right. I, I don't think maybe, you know, the thing is too is when we get gifts for people, like the ultimate goal is to have that person feel like they're treasured and that they're being appreciated. But there's other ways you can do that. You don't have to get a gift to do that. You can make somebody a dinner. You can take them out to mm -hmm. somewhere they like. There's other options rather than just getting a gift. So I don't want you to feel like you have to get them this gift just to like appease them. And obviously, if that's the only thing that would appease them, then that's probably not a healthy relationship to be in. But right. yeah, I would say if it's like under like $40 and you don't mind spending that much money, sure. But do keep in mind too that, you know, you should go in not expecting anything from this just as right. a gift and again keep in mind there's other ways you can do this it's not your only option maybe think of ways you can cook for them or do something else that they would appreciate and think about what their priorities in the relationship are too because if maybe say they love cooking then yeah maybe cooking for them might be more valuable to them than a gift so yeah stuff to keep in mind i don't think i like the 40 dollar rule i yeah. think that's a good rule yeah i think that's like a good healthy amount like if you get somebody something that's like forty dollars or under, like that's that's not to me going to raise any red flags. Over that, I would probably start to think like, what's going on here? And I think it all depends on what your income is and you well, know, yeah, the cost of the area and stuff. But I I like the forty dollar rule. That's nice and even number. Yeah, so but I, I would say go ahead and buy it. Oh, go ahead. I was gonna say uh, this is assuming you have like a moderate income, like minimum wage or higher, and you can afford forty dollars. But mm -hmm. yeah. Wow, he's just really, he's really being lonely today. Um, Aww. Uh, so yeah. Uh, Ali is up next. He says, nerds, I, or I think it's a she, I-27F have been with my boyfriend, 29M, for three years now. We live together, and up until this past week, we're working towards getting married and starting a family. My boyfriend and I both use iPhones, and 
regularly sync them up with our iMac we have. Occasionally photos of mine are synced up to his phone and vice versa, but it's usually dumb nonsense and it's not worth getting upset about. However, I saw a photo of my cousin who is in a sexy pose, definitely not innocent. I decided to confront him about it. He confessed that he finds her attractive, but would never do anything. What can or should I do, Allie? Uh, well, first off, I would want to know, is the cousin aware of this? I mean, I'm assuming mm -hmm. that the cousin sent sent uh, him this. So, Or he I, could have saved it from Facebook or Instagram. That's what I'm wondering, too. Like, where, where did he get this from? Look um, up the photo data. Yeah. What's that called? The, the what is it? X E X I E X I F, the metadata on the photo that gives the GPS location and the device that was used and stuff. I don't know, but yeah. Yeah, I you guess. can look up. You can look up where the, the photo data. Yeah. Now I, she gave it to him. Yeah, that's a whole other level. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, I was gonna say if she gave it to him, then yeah, that's a little problematic, especially because they both kept it from you. Uh, you know, I don't. Here's the thing. I don't think there's inherently anything wrong with saying that somebody's attractive. Obviously, right. you know, you got to be careful about where you take that. But to say, oh, I find this person attractive. Or I find this person attractive. I don't think there's anything wrong with that per se. But what I find problematic is when you hide it and you tr mm -hmm. that, hiding it makes it into an issue that it really doesn't need to be, in my right. opinion. So right. I think the issue here is that he hid it. And the fact that he hid it is a pretty major red flag. Uh, mm -hmm. it sounds like your relationship thus far has been pretty okay, but I don't know whether you want to continue it or not, but if you do, you might want to consider maybe like counseling or some other ways to sort of make sure that you're having better forms of communication and honesty rather than, you know, finding out that he's been hiding this infatuation with your cousin. Um, mm -hmm. because again, affection and attraction in somebody isn't necessarily a bad thing. Uh, you know, there are ways that you can have healthy levels of attraction in other people while still being in a committed relationship. But again, it's how you respect your partner in throughout the process. And I think that's what's missing here. What do you think? Stella? Right. Well, I think that you, yeah, you're always going to be attracted to other people because you're human. You're in a relationship. You're not dead, you know, so you're always going to find other people attractive. Now, and it, like Kurt said, it depends on your level of trust in the relationship. Would it be different to you? if he had a photo of a celebrity on his phone in the same pose, would that be okay with you? Because that would just be him being attracted to somebody. Maybe he's using it for material for, I won't go into detail, but you know, I, I would want to know, this makes a really big difference. Is it, is this a cousin that you guys hang out with a lot or is the cousin local? Is it possible that they're getting together? Did she send it to him? Did he download it from online? Which to me, that's another issue. I'd be like, well, why are you downloading a photo of my cousin? And you can find that out, I would assume, by looking at the data on the photo. Uh, if it's something where she sent it to him, yeah, you got bigger issues here, which is why are they having this contact? Um, and that, to me, constitutes cheating. But if it's something where he just downloaded it, I just have a talk with him about this makes you really uncomfortable because this is a family member of yours. I mean, I'm assuming if it was somebody like i don't know like a celebrity that you would be more okay with it um, but even that maybe you have an issue with it that those rules are different for different people different relationships but again i look and see where the photo came from either way it would be a red flag and so it sounds like you guys need to talk yeah for sure okay uh do you want to read darla's email Let's see up oh. I think you just went away. Are you there? I'm here. There you are. Okay. So 
Darla says, nerds, I, 25 female, have been dating my boyfriend, 32, for eight months now. During this time, we've been settling along well, but in the last month, things went from great to worse. He never knew his birth father and was reconnected with him. This triggered severe anxiety in him to the point where he passed out. He started smoking pot as he says it helps, but I'm getting increasingly concerned. I mentioned taking a break, which I think would generally help, but he scoffed and said he wasn't able to function or he wouldn't be able to function. What should I do? Uh, Darla, I, I would recommend that he goes to counseling. Uh, when you are reconnected with your birth parents, it could bring up a lot of issues, um, things that may have been kind of deep-seated, and that's a very normal experience for people to have. My concern is that he's telling you that he can't function without it, and that is something that I think needs to be addressed. Uh, I would believe him when he says that. Uh, there's a difference between using recreationally and then feeling like you can't function without it, uh, and... I would say that the fact that he's refusing to pause on using it is a sign that he needs to talk to somebody, especially because he, it sounds like his uses might be covering up stuff that he needs to deal with. So I would say, you know, tell me he needs to go to counseling and even offer to maybe go to the first appointment with him. And I think you'll find out a lot by whether he's willing to go or not. If he's not willing to go, you kind of have your answer as to whether this has taken hold. Or not. I mean, it sounds like it's taking hold anyway, but at least if he's willing to go to counseling, you know that he recognizes that there's an issue. What do yeah. you think? Yeah, I think uh, it's a little concerning that he is so dependent on marijuana and presumably your, the relationship as well. Um, because the thing is, is uh, when you say take a break, I wonder what that means. And obviously you're not here, so I can't ask you, but like... Oh, I think he, I think she meant him not smoking because he said he wouldn't be able to function. So I... See, I take that as the relationship. Oh, okay. So if it was the relationship, I would say that, well, someone says they're not able to function. That's not actually your issue. Because we always talk about you can break up with someone for any reason. But I think, you know, if you recommend, if you were talking about ending the relationship then you can make a condition of getting back together, considering that, that he's getting some mental health help. Yeah. Because I guess I read that as the relationship. I, I see where mm. it could mean maybe the, the marijuana. Mm-hmm. Well, answer both ways. Yeah. I would say if it was the relationship, that's, you know, sometimes you need some healthy space to sort of uh, mm-hmm. kind of digest information and feelings and... I think it it makes sense from a logical, rational standpoint to take some time to do so. But obviously, I don't think he's in that mindset to do so. So Mm -hmm. you might want to maybe mention like the benefits and maybe, you know, obviously, I'm assuming that if you do take a break in this relationship that you do want to get back together. So maybe just mention that like this isn't a permanent breakup. It's just some time for him Mm -hmm. to work on his issues before you get back together because you've only been together eight months. Mm It's it's. It's hard to know within eight months whether this will be an issue that's going to affect him the rest of his life or not. But it would be good to resolve it now before you go forward in the relationship. So I think mm-hmm. taking a break in the relationship makes a whole lot of sense. Uh, okay. I mean, taking a break from weed, I yeah, it, you know, that's probably not a bad idea in general. But I I also wonder if. Like, yeah, if he's dependent on that, he's dependent on you, you know, it's a little alarming. I think he's maybe got to re he's got to work on his issues so that he's in a healthy place to move forward in the relationship. Mm -hmm. And again, it's very common for when people reconnect with the birth parents to have issues. Yeah. And it's not to say that that's like anything reflective on him, you know, 
right it's just it happens yeah so now how you deal with it though is is what makes the difference i think i think so and i think it's possible to you know work on these things and resolve them and still have this person in your life but i think what would be healthy for you darla is to not be so involved to the point where it's stressing you out if it is uh i think and that's where we get that codependency thing yeah you know, where someone's well-being, you're putting that ahead of... You're basically setting yourself on fire to help keep them warm. Yeah. You know, the thing with relationships is that, you know, while we, it is a partnership, there has to be a certain level of independence. And I don't mean, like, you have to be, you know, doing everything entirely on your own, but mm-hmm. there has to be a certain level of... You need to be able to function on your own. You need to be able to hold your own. You need to be able to resolve... Uh, a few issues on your own yeah i mean you're not alone per se but i personally believe that yeah you do need to at least be able to work out your issues to the degree that you can on your own obviously it's fine it's fine to ask for help but i think at this point he needs to sort of work on this on his own with some counseling obviously but mm-hmm. like yeah i think it's it's fine for you to maybe take a step back because in the end of the day, it's going to probably, if you do want to stay in this relationship, it's going to keep the relationship together and hopefully make it stronger in the long run. Right. So anyways, that's it. Um, okay. Stephaniecircus.com is where you can find Steph. Yep. Gaslighting the book. Yep. And the talking, talking brains. brains. Yep. Podcast. Yeah. you got it all down. Look at you yep. and your empire. Bring your nerds. Yep. And we're about to record a James Bond episode. Yeah, which is very exciting. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And uh, with that said, we'll see you all next time. Bye, Bye, everybody.